Good afternoon, everybody. This is Corey Hepler for the Crazy Monkey Inc. podcast. I am your ever effervescent, sexy, and fantastic host. Oh, very sexy. That is extremely humble. <laughs> Not really. The humblest. The humblest. The most humble. <laughs> I'm the humblest of humbles. That's right. He's, he's a humble humblebee. That's right. <laughs> and to the left of me is my fantastically gorgeous co-host, Jared Gifford. That's right. How the fuck are you? I'm doing awesome. <laughs> now, we've got some interesting developments going on in uh, Crazy Monkey Inc. that are mm-hmm. happening within the months to come. Exactly. And want to touch base on those just real quick before we jump into the actual, you know... The actual theme of tonight's podcast. <laughs> so... Do you want to head this shit up, or do you want me to do it? Okay, well, um, several things that went on. Um, uh, I, and I'm going to mention this right off the bat, because I just barely did this today. But um, I just I just barely did an interview on Jason Tudor's uh, podcast, um, Dollar Box Reads. Yes. And you can actually also get that on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And so don't, please check out his show. His show is actually really awesome as well. Exactly. And uh, anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I did an interview with him, and... Uh, um, and uh, also, um, we've been working on this. Don't know when it'll be out, but but Jason and I have been tossing around some ideas because uh, Jason and I have actually been wanting to do um, a potential project together. Okay. Um, at first, we were thinking maybe a crossover or something, but what we've been, what we've ultimately settled on is him and I want to do an original project together. Um, that would be more ideal. Yeah. Because of how Vorpal and Darum are, you know, kind of different. Oh, well, the, 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 I, I could see how I could make that work. But ultimately, I, I think it's a good idea just because, you know, I'd be able to get get another new idea out there. Yeah. Um, and anyway, um, but yeah, that, that's one thing. Um, so, yeah, and like I said, please check out his podcast as well as ours. Um, and and I also want uh, want to let people know um, that uh, that next week... Um, Corey and I are inviting Jason to actually, because, you know, since I've been on his podcast, we're inviting Jason to be on our podcast for next week's episode. So, next week's episode, Jason Tudor of the comic book Vorpal that is coming out of Crazy Monkey Inc. is going to be with us as a guest speaker, and I don't know about you, but I'm extremely excited because this man Mm -hmm. has, um... A lot of things going on with Crazy Monkey Inc. Oh, yeah. Not only the dollar box reads, but also Vorpal. And he's just... He's a powerhouse of mm. a creator. And I don't have anything but nice things to say about him. Oh, yeah. He's good. He's good. And, 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 and you know, I'm, I'm happy to have him as well. And, and he's very knowledgeable, too. I can tell you this. Having done the interview with him, he's very knowledgeable about comic books and everything. So, so no, it'll be a great podcast. And... and, and you know he's going to be a great guest. I can tell you that. Anyway, um, those out of the way. Um, now uh, onto the, some of the comic book announcements. Um, yes. Corey has finally got his release date for um, Adventures Tactica Joe Number Two. I believe you were saying it's July. Yes. Um, we had tossed around the months of June and July, and it just sounded better for both of us. It would just come out in July, and so. Mm-hmm. I believe we don't have a date yet, but we definitely have the month. So as soon as yeah. the date creeps up, 
you will definitely hear it on the podcast, and I'll be throwing it out to Instagram and also Twitter. Sadly yeah. enough, I don't have Facebook anymore um, for reasons of my own. It's just... It's okay. Whatever. Um, for those of you who want Facebook updates, I will take it upon myself. Yeah. But, you know, once again, being the vice president of Crazy Monkey Inc., uh, you know, I want to help people out. So if you want um, uh, Adventure Detective of Joe updates on Facebook... Follow me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's Jared Gifford, and you'll be able to <coughs> easily find me because my avatar is the character I created, which is Darum. Yeah. So you should be able to find him. Anyway, follow me, and and then I will give any updates I hear about Adventures of Taxi Cab Joe on behalf of Corey. And if you have Instagram and Twitter, you can always follow me on both of those. Um, mm-hmm. I'm on both of them as Corey Rue Hepler. Mm-hmm. Really not hard to spot me. I'm the goofy bastard with a beard. <laughs> um, so, and yeah. the best part is, next uh, in July is Tax Cab Joe. In October mm-hmm. is the first horror comic um, that I have written and brought out. Is this going to be? Inc. Is this going to be your anthology? No, 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 no. This is sexy zombie hunters, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. And so, with that coming out in October, um, I also have some projects that I'm going to be writing for the rest of the year. Um, not comic books, because I'm... Novellas. Your novellas. Mm-hmm. And the novellas are going to be coming out. And so, there's going to be uh, two novellas that I'm working on this year. And then there's going to be, within next year, there's going to be a anthology of... Hor- short horror stories. There's going to be about 20, 25 of them that I'm yeah. fooling around with and bringing to life. Which will be awesome. That you will be able to grab your greedy little hands on next year. <laughs> so Get and your be- grubby paws on. So I got a couple projects going on. Um, with that being said, I know that you are diligently and feverishly at... Um, your computer writing mm-hmm. script after script of Reiner Demon Vanquisher. How is that going right now? Oh, that's actually pretty cool. Um, you know, like I said, you know, um, and and as I've been telling people in the past, you know, um, I don't let a lot of people in the know on this one. So here's the thing: till I confirm some artwork, I, I'm gonna let the, let you know that yeah, I've got a good prominent artist working on this book, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna tell you who yet until I've got some artwork confirmed. Once I've got some artwork confirmed, you will then get the reveal as to who this kick-ass artist is doing Reiner Demon Vanquisher with me. And I can just tell you that, that I, I can just tell you that the, the me that me and this person have been working on this for years, and it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just going to be a really awesome kind of story. Uh, as I said before, it's it'd be like it, the Hammer horror movies. Uh, mixed in with elements of Castlevania. Yeah. Um, so no, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool for all the old school horror fans are gonna love this. Um, and then also, um, um, and it's just been confirmed by this year because uh, you saw the announcement because he was doing it. Um, um, we are gonna try and get um, the first issue out of the Ronan Brothers. Yes. Yes, and. Uh, and and that one's going to be pretty cool for all those who are fans of the um, um, old school um, samurai film genre. Um, 
you're gonna love this. You know, mm-hmm. um, and like if you're a fan of the Akira Kurosawa films, if you're a fan of the Zatoichi films, um, you know, uh, and and just as I said, just a just a fan of samurai cinema in general, you're gonna you're gonna love this comic book. Now, mm-hmm. I've got to throw out some uh, recommendations real quick because not only have these people been extremely amazing. Also, um, I have had a chance to read a lot of their um, novels and their works. The works that they've come out with, and they're truly amazing. Yeah. Um, Maureen, the audio sorceress, mm-hmm. who reads um, indie authors' books and yeah. gets them out on like like CD and stuff like that. Nice. And for like Spotify and Apple iTunes and stuff like that. Nice. She has taken it upon herself to. Um, audio record and read Fur Lodge by Sean McMurn. Nice. And so I'm extremely excited. It's going to be coming soon. There's there's still some stuff getting taken care of. But I'm extremely excited because mm. I'm going to buy this shit because I've read that thing twice. Oh, yeah. And it's amazing. I, you, I just want to see how this turns out. Could, could you imagine? Could you imagine? And it just, if you will for a minute. Yeah. Could you imagine? Wouldn't it be freaking awesome if we could... Persuade her to maybe read some comic books, and then you, we see her reading like some adventures of Taxi Cab Joe. That would be really cool. Um, I will have to talk to her about that. That sounds like a really good idea. Also, um, Sean is hard at work on the third and final installment of the Restarter series from Fur Lodge. Nice. So I'm extremely excited to get my greedy fucking hands on that when it drops. Oh yeah, and 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 I actually I just I just barely started reading it. Um, not too far, not not too far yet, but so far the stuff I've been reading is pretty cool. A uh, lot of a um, lot of nostalgia um, uh, effect going on there. Yeah, he mm. drops so much pop culture; it's freaking awesome. Like mm. I didn't realize that someone in the sci-fi genre could be so knowledgeable yeah. and so cool and also he's british which you know ups the ante of fucking awesomeness well these are the people who created doctor who so i mean you know of course the other sci-fi exactly <laughs> so if you guys get a chance go to amazon.com yeah. get fur lodge that's f i r and then the word lodge by Sean McMurn, and also get his The Dark Restarter, which is the sequel to The Fur Lodge. Yeah. It's part part of the uh, trilogy that he's working on. And you're going to love both of them because they're just fantastic. And also, just a couple more name drops. Uh, Katie Hagemon is working on... um, dropping her second book in the Awakening series. Yep. Which is going to be amazing. It's book two, and I'm going to have to go back and look at the title because it escapes me, and I'm sorry, Katie. Yeah. But it's okay. It's just cool, but the, but the whole thing is another cool thing to look forward to. Mm-hmm. I also know, and I'm going to drop a, a name here, I also know that uh, that Paul Blake's working on his novel as well. Yes, he's working on another novel um, that ha- it's, it's kind of like another story of Alec from MI6. From MI6. Uh-huh. And if you've read A Young Man's Game, you'll know how amazing 
-hmm. his storytelling ability is. And also, I've been reading his short story collection Yeah, a few hours after. And I gotta tell you, not only is he hilarious, he weaves short stories so well, it's almost like mm. your eyes never get unglued to the page. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So. Uh, that's what I'm saying. No, always good. And uh, and um, I wonder did, did if you mentioned her if you mentioned her yet. But uh, I know you've been reading a lot of her stuff. Uh, um, did you mention Sarah Bailey? I was just going to get into that. Thank you for reminding me. I'm reading the sixth book in her After Dark series, Lucifer's Cage. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> it's sexy. It's titillating. It's beautifully written. She just knows how to capture Paint a the picture, sexy. Really? Yes. In characters because... It deals with the Fae, it deals with witches, it deals with Lucifer, also known as Satan. For, yeah. you for, know, for, for, for those who aren't in the know. <laughs> exactly, yeah. If you don't know that Satan is Lucifer, there's something fucking wrong with you. <laughs> even agnostics know who the fuck that is. Yeah, even atheists know who it exactly. is. Exactly. Um, but, uh, but no, definitely, no. And I, I, I would encourage that as well. No, she's definitely got some very good material out there. Mm -hmm. Definitely worth reading. Yes. Um, uh, probably, you know, and once again, I'm not trying to insult anybody, but it's probably some of the best young adult stuff I've read in a while. Cause, and, and don't get me wrong, you know, there are exceptional um, authors that I like in, um, that I like in these things. Yeah. Um. But the um, but but the big but the big problem is, is that um, the big the big problem is is that, that most of the young adult writers I've seen, uh, pretty much write the same. Yeah, it's the same type of scenarios, the same type of characters. It never changes, and mm. it gets predictable and boring where you don't want to read it anymore. But with her. There's always a different scenario. There's always different characters, mm -hmm. and there's always something new and fresh to the story. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, and so that's what I'm saying is I don't want to be insulting to other young adult writers. All, all, I, all I can tell you is just from my personal perspective, Sarah Bailey stuff kind of stands out just because it doesn't seem like the typical young adult novels that you read out there, you know. Um, which which tend to go by the, the same similar trope, you know, some some chosen hero um, who doesn't really want to be a hero basically goes out and saves the world somehow, you know, with their mystic powers and blah 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 blah, you know, same trope every single time. Exactly. And and I'm saying <clears throat> what I like about what what Sarah does is that she doesn't go with that tired trope. And what's interesting is. She has nine, almost ten books out, and she's mm. been writing for like a year. Oh yeah, it well, just shows you how how god devoted she is, you know. So, and I've seen I've seen her too because I've seen her Twitter posts, mm -hmm. and uh, and and you know it's like she she funny oddly enough she kind of does what I do. The funny thing is like one once she's done with one project she jumps right onto the next. It's no break. It's just basically oh this this book's done now I'm on to the next one. And see, I equate her uh, to uh, a female version of Stephen King because yeah. he's been shuffling and bringing out books for years. Oh yeah. And it's almost like she, you know, she's getting up there in the numbers because yeah. 
pretty soon, within like three years, she's going to have like 20 books out <laughs> and she's going to be matching, you know, what all the other supernatural writers are doing. Yeah. But the best part about her, her stuff mm -hmm. is it, she has this British way of bringing humor to it. It's not just, oh, he dipped his cock into my pussy and banged this shit out of me. And it was so exhilarating. How and we both climaxed at the same... I was like, it's not that kind of bullshit. Because it's, it's so... Po it's poetic. Exactly. This is, this is one of the things I, I hate can, that. I can, I, one of the things I can at least give... Uh, give uh, and this is a big compliment I'll give to, uh, give to our British friends out there. Mm -hmm. Is that... Um, is that they they know it, but it's because they've been perfecting this for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. um, thing is, the British know how to um, how how to use words and how to phrase them in a way that sounds intelligent. And it's and it's it, even though it's a steamy, sexy romance, it's still tasteful. Exactly. Romance. Exactly. But but I said, and you can see it in in in, in, in all of our uh, in all their writings and all the, on all the people we've mentioned. Yeah. Um. You know. Um. They have a way with words, and and you know, and and I love it. It's 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 it, you know, um, it's a good ability to have. Exactly. Speaking uh, of I... people having a way with words, did you know? That Alan Moore and Neil Gaiman have been doing comics for decades, and they first mm -hmm. started at 2000, at 2000 AD. AD. See, I'll bet you, I'll bet you, people <laughs> were wondering when the hell are they going to get to this episode. Well, <laughs> today's the day. Today's the day. We're we're going to talk about we're going to talk about 2000 AD, and 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 you know, a lot of people, uh, at least most. How do I put it? Most British know 2000 AD. It's, mm -hmm. it, 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 it's a staple comic out there. Exactly. Not a whole lot of people um, in the United States know about this. So for our American listeners, um, 2000 AD is a comic book magazine um, out of, uh, um, that, that comes out of England... And it's uh, it, it's it's the comic book that uh, that gave us things like Judge Dredd. Now, most uh, most of the American listeners might at least know that name. They may not know most of the other names over 2080, but they'll know Judge Dredd because of either the cheesy Sylvester Stallone movie, or more recently the really cool, dark, gritty Carl Urban movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 it's just a great. Great comic strip. It's great, but then it's also got got other great uh, other great stories in there as well that I'll drop in there. There's Strontium Dog. There is um, the Ballad of Halo Jones. Mm -hmm. There's Dr. and Quinch. Um, it's also got um, um, Rogue Trooper. Um, it, it's so many other great comic strips coming out of there. Um, and uh, you know, and, and then and then here and, and then names that that came uh, from 2000 AD that a lot of people worldwide would know that got onto big fame: Alan Moore, as you said, um, Brian Boland, Dave Gibbons, Neil uh, Gaiman. Yeah, Neil Gaiman. Yes, exactly. Um, also, Grant Morrison. Yes. Um, you know, all these 
big guys who made a name for themselves over at uh, over at DC started at 2000 AD. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually started, and I'll give this guy a shout-out as well because I think he's a great writer, but it was started by a guy named Pat Mills. And uh, Pat Mills has actually written some really great stuff as well. Uh, he Not only did he write some great Judge Dredd stories, mm-hmm. but he also created something called Nemesis the Warlock, and it's actually kind of cool... And I'll and, and 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 I'll tell people about it for those who aren't familiar. I believe you're not familiar, Corey. So so I don't mind telling you about it. Nemesis the Warlock is a, is a sci-fi story that basically um, it's it's about it's about this guy uh, it's about this guy named uh, uh, Torquemada, and he's he's having this war with this alien race, uh, and and the alien race is called the Nemesis. And um, anyway, um, Torquemada is basically hilariously enough. This is this is one word they kind of flip the script. Most sci-fi stories you have the humans versus the alien horde or something, right? Well, the alien that... horde. <laughs> the fuck kind of comics are you reading? Horde. Oh well, you should have said that. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways. But what happens is, is that this is one where they flip the script, yeah. and where basically the humans are actually the evil bastards, and and it's actually the alien race that you side with at first. Yeah. Um, the thing is, and and and, uh, and, and what bad happens is that basically Torquemada and his Terminators is what his army is called. It's basically a combination of the most extreme racists coupled with the Catholic Church. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Yeah, yeah. So pretty Even much, just so pretty much, yeah, so, 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 so pretty much, they don't like anyone alien. But here's also the thing: they also don't like anybody who's not white. <laughs> and it just doesn't get any more racist than that, folks. Yeah, but no. What's <laughs> cool about it is you side with Nemesis at first because you know these are the, this is the alien race that's fighting against. Torquemada and his Terminators. Yeah, but it's actually one of those ones that has a cool kind of, um, uh, like, like kind of story where it doesn't actually give you that cool or, or nice, but like that nice, satisfactory, everyone ends happily ending. It actually goes to the point where it, the the war between Torquemada and Nemesis becomes so extreme. That nobody knows who the good guys or who the bad guys are anymore because the war has just gotten so out of hand. Well, you know and, what's and really one, a- well. I'm just saying it's one of those ones that poses this question, um, and, and then and then and then you can give me your thoughts in a second. Yeah, you're good. But one of those one of those ones that uh, it poses the question of basically, really, what is good and evil? True, because we tend to perceptionalize good as in someone who's fighting for a just cause and then the evil is someone who's fighting against that cause well basically um to give a typical example the good guys are like the guys that'll go out and and you know basically you know save a life and uh and and save your cat and save the universe because it's the right thing to do, and you know the bad guys are the are are, are the dicks who basically go out and uh, you know kick a puppy and uh, um, and and decide that they're going to take over an entire country or an entire world because they can, you know. Um, kick a puppy. 
Really? Hey. hey, they're evil bastards. You don't think that's beyond them? Well, if the puppy's not by their foot, then it's beyond them. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh. But anyways, but no, 2000 AD it was, is a great publication. It's had so many great stories come through it through the years. Um, and, and then a lot of the creators who started there actually started work uh, doing a lot of really great stuff over at Vertigo in D.C., um, and, and in fact, uh, uh, Garth Ennis, who uh, who did a really awesome run of Punisher, and and actually uh, created Preacher. Yeah. Um, he started in 2000 AD. Yes, he did. Yeah. Um, and so did uh, Mark Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many other people that will keep coming to me as I keep talking. But the, but the whole thing is is that a lot of great um, British um, writers and artists started out at that publication and then moved on to other things. Because sadly what happened was there was a thing that happened in the 80s that that kind of caused this. Because what had happened was 2000 AD, um, you know, a, a lot of people loved working and it was great and everything, but then in the late 80s, and maybe it's because they didn't... And I actually I'd have to say it is, because in the, in the early years of 2000 AD, they didn't establish certain things like like copyright... And, 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 and just, you know, um, fair wage and all that. Um, so what happened was, uh, by the time the late 80s rolled around, um, the, uh, there, was, uh, there, there was these corporate high-ups who decided, oh, we're going to buy up all the copyrights to all these characters. They're going to be ours. Nobody gets to have crap. And then basically, they even the, the sad thing is, they, even when the, when the artists and writers would get their checks, which they had to sign, mm-hmm. it would have a little box on the back of the check which uh which basically said that we own all these characters and by signing this check you uh you agree to the fact that these are no longer yours and are part of the company so basically they they kind of they kind of gave them a catch-22 where it was basically you either you you either don't sign the check and keep your characters but you don't get paid Mm -hmm. or you sign the check get a um give away your characters and then you get paid and here's the interesting thing about that whole fiasco yeah all the creators that had brought these characters to life mm-hmm. they got the upper hand on it because they got their characters and their rights and their money back from these assholes who had done this well, to them. well not so much they kind of uh what happened was they did get a little bit better more lenient as the years went on but they're still not quite there yet they're getting there. They're getting there. Um, one thing I did like, mm-hmm. one thing I did like, though, because uh, for those who haven't seen it, I, I, I urge you to check this out. There's a documentary out there. It's called Future Shock, um, the story of 2000 AD. Um, you can find it on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And uh, really great documentary, by the way. Uh, definitely worth checking out. There was this one part where Neil Gaiman was talking on it, and uh, Neil Gaiman says that, uh, uh, and I like what he said. He said essentially what these things said. The little boxes on the check he was like, you know, um, he said, uh, you, you know, was like, um, he's like, what? You don't mean I don't get to keep my creations? And like, oh, surely you should have known that by the little box on the check. And he said, you know, he basically said, um, we own all this. And fuck off. And then he said, and then no, 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 he goes, I, they didn't really say we own all this and fuck off. I'm just paraphrasing the legal. <laughs> but it essentially said we own all this and fuck off. 
<laughs> that also shows you, and I'm not trying to be the downer, but it also shows you the corruptness that can happen within the comic industry. Oh, yeah. Like I said, it's a little bit more lenient nowadays, um, but like I said, this, there's still a ways to go. Um, but anyway, what happened was, I'm going back to the point, was like what happened was this is what caused a lot of creators to leave 2000 AD and seek out um, work over at Vertigo and DC. Yeah, because what they knew that they were going to fuck him over. Well, yeah, well, because around the same time, around the same time this was happening, um, um, the people over at the DC offices used to take um, annual trips to England to look for other writers and artists. Uh-huh. And uh, what had happened was, uh, you know, around this same time, that's when they were talent searching, and then, yeah, that's when they went and started sort of, I guess what they call headhunting. And basically, yeah. they uh, that's when they got Brian Boland to come in, and then, as we know, um, he he ended up doing the killing joke with Alan Moore. Yeah. Um, and that's what's another prize that they got was Alan Moore, and then he did, you know, V for Vendetta, Watchmen, and... Prometheus and all the other really cool stuff that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, you know, the, they this they they got Dave Gibbons, who um, who as we also know is the um, artist for Watchmen, and more recently was the artist for Kingsman. Mm-hmm. Yes, he um, was. Oh yeah. Um, and um, and then they they also got uh, Grant Morrison, who, as we all know, has authored a lot of really great, prominent books at DC. Mm-hmm. I mean, Grant Morrison has like a war and peace, awesome list of DC books that he's done. I mean, he did a really awesome run on JLA. He's done Animal Man. He's uh, he's done Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. He did Batman Arkham Asylum. He's done All Star Superman, and true. and he even did a really great prominent run on Superman Action Comics. This, yeah, you and I were just talking yeah. about that in the car, actually. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and just some great talent came out of there. Um, the whole thing is, is that you know, um, but what a lot of people don't know, and this is what Corey and I are trying to educate people on, um, is the fact that. A lot of these people started in 2000 AD, mm-hmm. um, a publication that that is that a lot of people in in um, in Great Britain know, but not a lot of people in the states know, and 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 I think that's a shame because there's a lot of great stories that come out of 2000 AD. I mean, I know one of my favorites, and I've been buying up tons of the 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 case file stuff as you've been seeing. Is like I, I love Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd is just a, a it's just a fucking awesome comic, you know. That's what it is. It's just a, it's just an awesome comic, and 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 it's great because what I like about it is it's the it's kind of this common this this commentary on 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 basically like how how far do you go in in your war against crime. Because really, when you look at it, Judge Dredd's world, they're literally living in kind of a fascist society where basically you have these cops who are judge, jury, and executioner, and they can basically give sentences right there on the spot. They think you should die at that moment. They have full authority to exercise that. That'd be actually kind of cool, you know, throw them with you to 
different parts of the world and just fucking get rid of them. <laughs> but but ultimately, what it comes down <laughs> to is what I like about that is so it's so funny. Is interestingly enough, I like that you bring that up because I mean I know you're joking, but but the but the funny thing is is that you bring that up a lot of the funny thing is there are a lot of people out there who actually think that Judge Dredd is an ideal way of how the world ought to be policed and. Yeah, that's kind of worrisome if that's the truth, because no, I, no no policeman should ever have that much authority. Well, it's, you know, it's just basically saying, well, you either do what I say, and if I don't like how you did it, well, then... Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, what kind of fucking greeting card for Christmas is that? Well, it's real great. Let me put it this way. In the comic book context, it actually works great. It's It's awesome. But in a real-world context, that would just be insane. <laughs> That's like if Demolition Man were real. Uh, yeah. It's like, jeez. Well, uh, but in the more opposite extreme. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, like, whereas Demolition, was, uh, Demolition Man was like, like, was like, um, was like, no, you can't swear because that's illegal. <laughs> uh, more, Judge Dredd is more, Judge Dredd is more like, okay, I'm going to, I'm gonna shoot you in the face because you because you're hoarding drugs. Exactly. Um, now, which well, I don't know if it's any better, but <laughs> no, it's really not. <laughs> Pablo Escobar would have got his shit rocked. <laughs> yeah, long ass time ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> but I want to I want to let people know that, and and, and in fact, uh, you know, I, I want to give a shout out to that. Uh, you know, like I said, I mean, a shout out to my favorite creators there. Uh, there's a Pat Mills. Because he wrote some great stories there. He wrote some great Judge Dredd stories. He wrote. He, he's the one who also helped conceive and come up with uh, Nemesis the Warlock. Mm-hmm. Um, he also um, he also came up with this comic book called Flesh, which hilariously enough is about some of the most horrific ways that a person can die. Um, it's 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 kind of like this whole like uh, um, comic book where basically. Um, uh, you got this. You got this kind of um, like like uh, area where you have to escape. It's kind of like a maze thing. Yeah. And uh, and basically, it, it, yeah, it's just got you know you got things like flesh dosers that you could uh, that people get ground up into, and like dinosaurs ripping people apart and stuff. It's like let me put it this way: you definitely not. For kids, you can definitely tell that. But uh, oh, so you're not gonna get this and like take it to church and like? Show oh it yeah, to the why children? not? Why not? You know, share, share it over there. You know, hey, this the uh, you know the, this is the good Christmas present for the kids. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, show your six year old. <laughs> yeah, they're they're mature enough for this. Yeah, you grow some hair on their chest. <laughs> but what I'm saying though is, from a story standpoint, it's actually pretty cool. It, it reminds me of. Um, See, and I, I always forget the name of it whenever whenever I have to think on it. But it's like, uh, I think it's called um, The World's Greatest Hunter. But it's an old, it's the old story. Oh, you said Hunter. I'm sorry. Yes. No, but uh, but what about, um, but but it's the old story, and you remember this because we, we we read it back. We read it back when we were in school. Mm-hmm. But um, it's the old story about the guy who is really bored with his trophy hunting, and so he figures, well, what's the best prey? Man, man is the best prey. Oh, that's right. And he basically yeah puts puts them out there, and basically they have to survive 
um, they have to survive and get out of there before he finds them and kills them. You know, because how do you call the herd other than that? <laughs> but what I'm saying is, uh, yeah, um, and uh, anyway, but it kind of reminds me of that. And uh, anyway, what I'm saying is like, a, but one thing I'll give 2018, no matter what story it is, no matter whether it's a drama, an action, or, or, or anything else, the whole point is whatever story they have in 2018, I, I, I like the fact that they, they don't fluff it up. It's not one of those things where they're basically like, oh, God, we got to worry about the kitties, you know? When, oh, like Marvel and DC? Yeah, exactly. Um, now, to an extent, now, now and, and I'm not insulting Marvel and DC. The whole I thing am. is... <laughs> Maury loves them, too. But here's the whole thing. Uh, Marvel and DC have to have a bigger mindset. The whole thing is, since they have fans all over the world, and since many of them are young kids, they have, they, they, they have to... Think in terms of okay, how do we make something appealing to everyone? What I like about 2000 AD is it's unapologetically adult. It's one of those things that's like, no, we're adult comic. We're we're meant for adults to read. And if your kid reads this, you are a sad parent. <laughs> you do not need to be keeping our comics strewn out over by the TV set. <laughs> you neglectful fuck of a parent. <laughs> yeah, so the whole thing is like, yeah, it's like, a, um, but, but what I like about it is, as I said, it's unapologetically adult. The whole thing is, is all of them deal with mature themes one way or another. Now, you know, the, the, you know, the youngest person who should be reading this is probably somebody in their preteens, maybe. <laughs> well, like 13? Maybe 12. <laughs> but the whole thing is, I do like this, though. And, and, and if you do have some younger, uh, if you do have some younger preteens reading it, I actually think it's good in a way that it kind of prepares kids for certain things. So that it kind of, it kind of, um, it, it's, it, it's good in the way that it tears the, the blinkers off kids at a young age. That basically it lets them know that, yeah, there are great stories out there, but not all of them end happily. This is why I was trying to tell my wife we should just grow up the kids with Grimm's fairy tales and just throw yeah. out all the fucking Disney shit. Oh, So yeah. at least they would know that, oh, yeah, this is how it really went down. Oh, uh, see, uh, I, I was lucky that I got a that I got a little of both because the fact that uh, like because uh, I read the Grimm's fairy tales as a kid, but then but then you know I did get the Disney stuff, but I also realized that the Disney stuff was definitely a very very filtered down version of what the Grimm's fairy tales were. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because uh, I remember watching the Disney stuff, and then I read Grimm's fairy tale, and I was like, this ain't. Nothing like what I've been fucking watching. <laughs> this is gonna give my shit ass as nightmares. But yeah, but but, but back to <laughs> but back to 2000 AD is the fact that yeah. Well, once again, and, and I love that. I love the fact that, as I said, it's unapologetically um, adult, and that and that basically it, it you know it, it's it's one of those things that it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't try to be something it's not. It knows what it is, and it appeals. To those kind of fans. Just like bananas. I guess. <laughs> said it appeals to them. Ah. ah! Oh, yeah. Next it might, next it might be a pair. <laughs> That's right. A pair of what? <laughs> oh, a pair of eyes. Ah! Ah! Anyhow. <laughs> 
Anyhow, as if this podcast couldn't get any more retarded. <laughs> we can't say retarded in this podcast. We can't. Is, is that become is, is that is, is that become a bad word now? No, I just don't want to say it. <laughs> but I don't but give a shit if I offend someone. They'll get <laughs> over it. Uh. Good lord. <laughs> Anyhow, no, but what I'm saying is, but a lot, a lot of these creators over 2008, uh, you know, um, and, and, and there's a lot of them that, 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 uh, that I'm glad that in later years they were able to get some recognition because, you know, there were, for many years, there, a lot of these people weren't getting recognition, the likes of, say, some of the big American comic book artists and writers were getting, Yeah. you know, um, and, and I'm glad that they're getting much more recognized nowadays, um, you know, um. And it's one of those things that, uh, you know, um, I know that um, – because th- there was a there was a group that um, bought the publication in the uh, early 2000s. It was called Rebellion because they were owned by a different company prior to that. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and what I do know is when Rebellion bought them, they wanted to give the creators more of a sense of ownership. So they were – they did give them a – how I put it? Like a bigger percentage in 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 what was going on at 2000 AD, mm-hmm. like I said, I don't know if they have full and complete ownership yet, but but it is a step in the right direction in the fact that they're at least giving creators some credit for what they do over there, um, which which is I think is great, you know. I mean, uh, and to tell you the truth, I mean, you know, I mean, hell, if the if if 2000 AD were were prone on letting an American write a story for their comic book publication, I'm telling you, I'd throw my hat in the ring. I'm gonna throw my hat in the ring and basically say, "Yeah, dude, I want to I, I want to write some stories for 2000 AD because I think that would be kick ass." What ring are you wearing where the hat fits through it? <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, no, I definitely love to write for them. I yeah. mean, I, I, I've got some cool. Twisted sci-fi ideas that I think would be perfect for 2000 AD if they were to allow a Yank to write for it. <laughs> you know, we try not to be racist on this podcast, but you're just taking this shit way too far. What? A Yank? Yeah. Really? Well, that's what I, that's what we are essentially. <laughs> I am not a Yankee. <laughs> Fuck that! I'm a rebel through and through. It's oh, just I'm so how sorry. That works. Oh, I'm so sorry, Mr. Deep South. <laughs> Kiss my ass. There's no, there's not one iota of Yank in this white boy right now. Okay, so, uh, sorry we've uh, messed with Corey's delicate sensibilities. You are a dick. <laughs> Anyhow, though, no, but if, okay, but if they were to allow, and, and if you'll indulge me here, <laughs> and an American to to write for that publication, nah, I'm saying I definitely want to write write for them because I think that would just be awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, and that then that's the thing. I mean, I mean, you know, if I, I mean, hell, if I if I could write one of my great twisted sci-fi fantasies. For, for for that comic book, that would just be freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then dare I dream? Maybe I could even do one Judge Dredd story. 
That would be cool. <laughs> I mean, that would just be freaking awesome. And, and you know, to, to tell you the truth, I think Judge Dredd needs more recognition over here anyway. And uh, I do know that they were talking about this uh, a few years back. You know, and I still don't know if anything's come to fruition yet, but I, I heard they were going to be making a television series based on the Carl Urban Judge Dredd that they had a few years ago. Oh, they're still going to. Um, uh, and, and I said, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. And because I would totally love that because I really, I think Judge Dredd's an awesome character and I think that he needs more recognition here in the States. The thing yeah. is, is, and I don't get... I really don't get why he's not hugely popular over here. Come on, I mean, this is this is a guy who's like one of the most violent comic book characters ever. You'd think he'd be huge here in the States. Eh. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you know, maybe it's because maybe it's because of one of the things. Because I know uh, they even said this in the documentary I mentioned, the the Future Shock story, two thousand AD. I think they they because they were mentioning both movies and they said that they um, one of one of the theories they have why it maybe didn't do so well here in the states is um, or hasn't really caught on yet is because the fact that what it does is it represents a futuristic America from a British point of view, and they said that maybe that's why a lot of Americans don't get it yet. That's a possibility. I I can't see that not being a thing. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe it's because maybe it's because I've always thought in this mindset, and, and maybe it's because a lot of my ancestors are British. Because, but the whole thing is, I totally got it. I, 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 I got into Judge Dredd, totally got it, and then, but then I read a lot of the other stuff in 2018, and I totally got it. I understand what it's about, and I, and I love it. I love it because I know what it's about. And and the thing is, is I, I, I once again, I, but then again, I've always kind of liked what they call like niche stuff, um, because I mean I'm a huge fan of Captain Harlock, and and yet it's not a huge thing here in the states. This is true. <laughs> Speaking of what is, yeah, popular in the states. You know what is popular in the states? What's that? www.indieplanet.com. That's right. <laughs> What a great way to segue into this, but uh, yeah, but yes, um, for those of you listening to the podcast and you want to check out um, any of our material at Crazy Monkey Inc., go to indieplanet.com slash crazymonkeyinc. Mm -hmm. You'll find our entire line of comic books. Um, please check it out. Um, if you want to look at individual titles, you know, go uh, go ahead into the little search box, type in Darren, <laughs> type in... Um, Adventures of Taxi Cab Joe. Hey, and uh, don't have don't have his books on the Crazy Monkey Inc. site yet, but um, we are working on that and gonna get it on there pretty soon. But if you want to check out Jason Tudor's Vorpal, yes, um, just type in Vorpal. You'll get uh, both issues will show up. Mm -hmm. um, and no, I just wanted to plug him because of the fact that uh, uh, you know he uh, he had me interview on his show yeah and so no i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna give a shout out to him and uh it, you know and and then once again also remind people next week you and i are gonna have him on as a special guest this is true um speaking of special guests yes comic book recommendations oh it's a novel recommendation novel recommendation all right I, I believe it's my turn to go first <laughs> no it's is it yours wait a minute who's Turn is it? 
I think so I, th- I believe it's my turn to go first. But if you want to go first, you can go first. So you're on first. <laughs> oh god. I just fell into a really 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 old joke. Okay. Yeah, who's on first? <laughs> Anyhow, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll start with my recommendations. All right. Um, anyway, um, in terms of <coughs> novels, well, because Corey has graciously let me borrow um, some of his copies of the book, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually recommend Furlodge in terms of novels. Um, once again, going to give a shout out to Sean McMahon. Um, once again, the the dude knows how to be nostalgic, but in a way that doesn't feel cheesy. <laughs> He's nostalgic in all the right ways. Yes. And and, and, and and once again, just check it out. Really awesome uh, time travel epic book. Um, and uh, in terms of comic book recommendations, let's see. You know, since we talked about 2000 A.D., I know, um, I know I've recommended Judge Dredd before, so I'm actually going to recommend something else I actually love over 2000 AD. Okay. I am going to recommend, um, Strontium Dog. He always laughs when I say that name. <laughs> Corey, the eternal 14-year-old. <laughs> Strontium Dog. Anyway, in Strontium Dog... <laughs> Um, no, it's actually pretty cool. It's about uh, it's based in, it's based in the same universe as Judge Dredd, um, and it's basically about this mutant who's a bounty hunter, um, and and he just basically takes various jobs and everything, and just kind of dealing with the fact that he's part of a hated race, mm-hmm. and and just kind of the stereotypes that go along with that. Yes. Uh, no, it's it's actually a very to me it's a very good sort of story. That lets people know about how prejudice affects everyone. This is true. Um, so Just no, like I, the um, X-Men. Yeah, yeah, actually, in, in a similar manner, but I'd say much more violent. Yeah. <laughs> um, not, not, uh, not, 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 not censored. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, Strontium Dog is like the uncensored X-Men. Exactly. <laughs> Which is kind of ironic, considering the fact that their name is the X-Men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyhow, those are my recommendations. Uh, what about you, Corey? What are your recommendations for today? Recommendations for today for comic books. Um, oh, man, there's so many. Uh, I would like to plug... Midnight's Avenger from our boss, Gabriel Olraz Ramirez. Yes! <laughs> and it's really, really interesting because I got to reading it again uh, a couple of days ago. I didn't take it to work because it's just, it's too violent. <laughs> it's too violent. Can't take this to church. I wouldn't be taking it to church. <laughs> Hosher would be taking it to church, that's for sure. <laughs> he takes all sorts of things to church. <laughs> anyway. Wow. 
Um, <laughs> and it's just an amazing comic, and he is diligently working on sequels to Midnight's Avenger that are going to be coming out, I believe, hopefully this year or starting next year. Oh, oh definitely. In fact, uh, in fact, uh, he was actually just letting me know recently, and this mm-hmm. is really happy, happy news for everyone. He was just letting me know recently that yeah, he's he's actually um, going to be working on issue five, and he said this is gonna issue five is gonna end this this whole story that he's been collectively working on for many years. Um. And uh, so, so no. The, the uh, look out for that is be issue number five, and it's going to be done by the awesome Chandra P. Kelly, who actually did the first two issues of Darren Captain of the Stars. That's right. So check that out. Um, he will be lending his talents to Midnight's Adventure number five. Um, and so yeah, that'll be happy news for everyone. Um, all right. Well, what about your novel recommendations? Um, this is one I haven't really said um before because i just barely got done with reading it and um it's coming out next month yeah in the middle of next month it's called uh sparrows Hmm. it is it's the sequel to flyers which is written by laura may Ah. from tucson arizona she's one of my writer pals on twitter yeah and it is about these flyers mm-hmm. or these fairies. They're called flyers. Yeah. And they're being hunted by this evil government organization that wants to take them and basically use them and rip them apart and try to make it so that everybody can fly. Ah, interesting. That's kind of a cool little take on that whole little sort of. Um, it's almost like it's almost like um, reminds me of like those those. Like alien landing kind of stories, but it's but it's like I got a fantasy take on it. And she does a fantastic job at writing. Flyers was amazing. Mm-hmm. I got to do um, a beta read of the next one that's coming out called Sparrows. Interesting. It is um, Sedona Wilder and her fairy friend Raul. They are going yeah. on this quest to get back at Dr. Malik who mm-hmm. had made some of the flyers. Yeah. And <clears throat> she wants to get back at him and kill him because mm-hmm. he killed uh, her mother. Yeah. And she thought that he had killed her dad as well. So oh. she's trying to get, get a band of people together to go back to the facility where she escaped from and confront Dr. Malik about what had been going on. Man, this actually sounds pretty awesome. So and then, it was such a cool yeah. read. It really was. Definitely. So we're going to have to definitely check these out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so, no, I mean, oof. I mean, I'm looking forward to that. But uh, Oh, and you can find her works on Amazon.com. It's Lara, L-A-U-R-A, and mm. then May is M-A-E. Awesome. So. Awesome. Well, um, you know, uh, no, so that's good. I think that kind of uh, is a little bit of uh, everything we we got. I think we got it all out today. So, yes. uh, um, like to thank everybody for listening to us. I once again want to say uh, give another shout out to 2000 AD. Check uh, if you, it, those of you who haven't read it, check it out. It's definitely worth it. If you love 
uh, more mature sci-fi comics, you're going to love it. Um, and then I also want to, once again, give a shout-out to Jason Tudor and his Vorpal series. And one, once again, remind people that he is going to be on our show um, next week. Um, I also, uh, you know, let's give a shout out to, uh, to our favorite authors at the writers community that Corey, and I know Sarah Bailey, Paul Blake, Sean McMarn, Anna Hansen, um, Katie Hagemon, Katie Hagemon, um, Laura May, Laura May, uh, and anybody else I may have missed, um, all of you, you know, uh, glad to have you as friends and followers, really awesome, and it's just, uh, you know, Love that great kind of strong community we've got going there, and, and exactly. I want to thank you all for that. Praise Jesus! <laughs> yeah. So, so please, uh, you know, and uh, and then um, another another plug here for our own stuff. Once again, check out indieplanet.com slash crazymonkeyinc. Um, check us out, and then for this podcast, for this podcast, you know, really. There's only one place you need to go. I mean, there's so many places you can go for this podcast, but definitely check out Spotify. I know all of you have some kind of Spotify somewhere. Our, this show is featured on Spotify. Check us out. But I believe you can also find us, uh, if you have the Anchor app, you can find us there. Yep. Um, and CastBox. CastBox. Sticker. Thank you. And um, I think there's a couple other ones. A couple other ones, but but the main ones you should check out, because I know most everyone has this. Check us out on Spotify. You can find all our new episodes there. Also, I'd like to plug one more thing in. Yeah, go ahead. Talented Slackers with Gil Diaz. Yes, yes. And I can't believe I forgot that. Thank you for reminding me. Um, But yes, definitely check them out. They've got a hilarious show. Real, really awesome. Check it out, um, and uh, it just—you know what—they're just good guys. Just exactly. Good guys. And they uh, just recently dropped a podcast, and they watched and uh, commentaried on Django. Ooh, interesting. And I don't know about anybody else, but I fucking love Django. Not only is it fucking yeah. hilarious, but Jamie Foxx does an amazing job in this movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm sorry, but he just does. Oh, no, definitely. But it's that. So we want to give a shout-out to all the people we know. Please, God bless you all. You're, you're really fantastic people. Oh, and you can find them on a SoundCloud. Yeah. Talented Slackers. You have to yeah. look them up. But uh, I think that kind of wraps it all up. You know, uh, I want to thank everyone for, uh, for listening to the show, keeping it going. And, and even, you know, just, just sharing it around. I mean, the, the, this whole thing. You know, sharing it with your friends and, and, and just getting them to listen to it and then getting them to listen to even more. That's how you build a group. And I want to thank you yeah. for helping me learn how to not fuck up Sean's last name. Yes. <laughs> yes, as I said, you know. I mean, come on. You just got to keep saying it. McMarn, McMarn. McHooney. McHooney. <laughs> McHooney. <laughs> oh, God. McHooney, honey, honey. Oh, uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Mick May Onone. God, now you got me doing it. I'm sorry, Sean. Okay. Anyway, I think it's about time to go. Once again, thank you all for, for paying attention to us. Please check out next week's podcast. And you know what? God bless all of you. God bless us.